Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. In introducing the most amazing preacher in the globe, Pastor Sylvain Fabianic. I think we'll give him a prize for effort. (laughs) So good, so good. How wonderful is is it today just to celebrate uh, women, mothers in the the current age that we're in, you know, and also we get an opportunity in Father's Day to, to actually celebrate men and women who are created in the image of God, in his likeness. And we, we, we've got such a privilege. I thought it'd be funny just to show um, just the very first um, cartoon up here, just as a Mother's Day. It's, okay. We're making you breakfast for Mother's Day, but we have a question. How do you work this thing? And it's a fire extinguisher. <laughs> And isn't it so true that, you know, motherhood is an, an, it's an exciting uh, journey, but you know what? You get thrown into it without a manual and you sit there, you go, you look at your children, you think, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? And the whole journey of motherhood is a little bit like that. And the next one, I like this one as well. See, I told you, so that's how she does it. And it's the super mum, super cape, you know, the, the, the superman cape, you know, she's a super mum. She can do so many things. But I just want to honour every woman here. Uh, I do know what you're going through. And there may be things in your life that you may not even, even have told anything what you're going through. But I want to tell you that your God is greater and your God is bigger and your God is well able to do amazing things in your life. And I counted it such an honor today to share the scriptures with you. And um, because the word of God is alive, and if we want a manual, we have got one for life. We have got a word from God, the, the essence of who God is, the very nature of God is in the word, and we can go. So today, let me just share a message that God has put on my heart for you. And as we do, I'm just going to pray. Just pray with me as we just position ourselves. Father, I thank you for your living word. I thank you that as we come into your house, Lord, you said that you prepare a table before me in the midst of my enemies. Anything around me that may be causing me any issue, Lord, in the midst of that, you prepare a table, you prepare a place where I can feast on your word and I can outcome, the outcome can become incredible. Father, so I put my faith and my trust in you, not in my ability. We don't put our trust in our in our knowledge. We don't put our trust in what we've accomplished, but we put our trust in your word. And we know that you are able, well able to make us 100% successful, that we can have an outcome that's good. And so, Father, whatever we're facing, we take our eyes off it now and we put our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I want to, let's see if this is good. Wise people build for generations. Wise people build. 
You have to build your life. You have to engage in your world. You have to be intentional. You need to build. Let me just read a scripture from, there it is, from Proverbs. Listen to this. I want you to read along with me as I'm going on. Wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities, and through their intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the spiritual and the and pleasures of spiritual wealth. This is the word of God. Wise builders, wise people are builders. They build. And they they what they put into it is intelligence. The word there, intelligence, has to do with a continual building. You're not just building for yourself. You're not self-centered. So as you have your family and you're looking at your, your, your spouse and your wife and your children, when you invest, you're investing for the generations that are coming beyond you. Most of us, we grow up in an environment where we're thinking about ourselves. How can I get a house? How can I get money? How can I get this? What about me? What about my clothes? What about my reputation? What about me? And so there's a lot of people walking around building just for me. But the Word of God says if you want to be wise, you will actually start to think about the legacy that you're leaving, the legacy that you're building into. You want to have an intelligence means... The essence of the word intelligence means that you're looking to continue your household. You're looking, you're investing in your household, not just yourself, not just for today, but your generations. Doesn't God say that we are to leave an inheritance for our children's children? That's four generations right there that, that you've got to have an eyesight for. You have to think beyond yourself. You have to think about the, you know, the decisions that you make today will affect not just you, and not just your children, but your children's children. And here today, I've got my four grandchildren. You know, and it took many, many years for me to think, I'm just trying to raise one child and then two child and three child. I've got three kids, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's like now there's, there's seven of them because there's four extra. <laughs> but I'm realizing the beautiful thing is that that is what it means to be intelligent. That when you're a builder, you're intelligently looking into the future and you're building for that. You also want to see that the Word of God there it says that the, you're established. The word there, established, means that when you take a seed and you put it into the ground, you allow it, the roots to go down. The seed itself has within its ability to recreate, but it needs to be sown. The Word of God needs to be sown into our lives and our intelligence, and it needs to be sown in so that the roots begin to develop and the tree can grow. And same with what you're doing in your life. We need to be those who, who establish things through the seed. I love it. And you know how you do that? Through your words. What are you speaking? Your words... Your words there, another picture there is that as a woman opens her mouth, the seed goes out and it produces something. It gets established. So over the lives of your children, even over your own life and over the life of your husband, what are you establishing? What are you seeding into that environment? It's very important that we understand that we are, we are establishing and also that we 
we build wisely. God wants our homes to be homes that flourish in righteousness. Listen to Proverbs 14, verse 1. It's not on, on the slide, but I just want to read it. Every wise woman encourages and builds up her house or her family, but a foolish woman over time will tear it down with her actions. We want to be people, and I'm talking to the women, but I'm also talking to the men. We want to be wise builders, those that build those that are establishing, those who are bringing intelligence into what we're doing. That means we've got to engage in our relationships. We must engage in our marriage. We must engage in conversation. We must be part of the family union. We can't sit by and not engage. We have to build. Who wants to go and build a, get a house built by someone who sits at home watching TV and never engages in the process of the foundations and in the, with the architect and goes with the color schemes? Well, all that, and oh, well, it'll just happen. Life doesn't just happen. It will fall apart if you do not engage. So to be a wise builder, you need to engage. You need to be a wise builder to build into your family, into your business, into your community, in the church community, in our local community. We must pour in intelligence. We must be established, see things established in them. So I really want to highlight that today. But we don't want to pull things down with our words and with our actions. A wise woman, it says in Proverbs has the power to pull down or the power to build up. When you walk into your home, what's coming out of your mouth is so important because you can, you can pull down or you can build up. Listen to the words of Jesus. So wise people build on an unshakable foundation. Now listen to the words of Jesus. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house upon unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the floods come and the fierce winds beat upon his house, it stood firm because of its foundation. But everyone who hears my teachings and does not apply it to his life application, the whole point of application, can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. And when, the sa when it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating upon the house, it collapsed and was swept away. Notice in both parts, in both instances, the rains came, the floods came, the wind came. But it was the foundation that was essential. When we build with a, with a foundation on the words of Jesus Christ, then we can stand. And whatever you face in your life, whatever comes your way, when your foundation is on the teachings of Jesus Christ, by applying it, by applying it, by applying it, that means you've got to do something with what you get. 
You've got to do something with that wisdom, that super intelligence. You've got to do something with his word. You've got to act upon it. You've got to do something. You've got to speak it because Jesus is our foundation of truth. The word of God says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 8, 32 says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It is the word of God. The foundation we build on is the word. We need to understand that the truth of the Word of God is extraordinary in its power in your life. It's extraordinary in your relationships. It is the key that unlocks the wealth and the wisdom of heaven. Wise builders, they know that words are powerful. How are we doing here? One more? Wise, that's it. Fantastic. Wise builders know that words are powerful. The words that you speak over yourself. You know, the Lord showed me this the other day. The Bible says, when what God blesses, no man can curse. Is that right? Everybody heard that? But if, God can, but if Satan can get you to curse yourself by what you say, then you activate a negative curse against your life by what you say by what's, what you say. Very important for you to understand, take, a, take, take an inventory of what you're saying. Catch yourself out. What am I saying? What, what is the replay that's going on in my imagination, in my mind? What am I saying? What am I speaking? What am I, what's going on behind? What's the chatter? What's the critic saying? You need to silence that critic. You need to stop that because you get what you say. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you begin to speak over things that you love. And then things start happening and you think, how did this happen? Because you get what you say. You get what you say. Listen to Proverbs 31. I think I've skipped one. Let me just go back. Okay, I've missed that one. Okay, listen to this. Proverbs 31, 26 says this from the Amplified Version. She, a, a skillful woman, she opens her mouth with skillful wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instructions. Her teachings are filled with wisdom and kindness as loving instructions pours from her lips. She opens her mouth carefully and skillfully. This is this an amazing woman. She opens her mouth. You cannot keep, you cannot build what you keep tearing down. You cannot build what you tear down. You can't build what you tear down. You cannot build what you keep tearing down. You want a great marriage, but you're tearing it down with your words. You want a great family, but you're tearing it down in your words. You, your thinking and your speaking is so important. Wise people build. So we need to engage. We need to step out of neutral and start to become proactive and put our life on, on track. To open your mouth means you actually release something. The word there, the, the Hebrew word there is that you begin to engrave things with your words. You have your children and what are you saying? Oh, whatever. And you're really casual with your words. You don't give any vision in their life. 
oh, you know, life's a bit of a production line. It goes out, you know, we wake up in the morning, we go to work, we come home, we do it again. Oh, the nappies are building up, the washing's building up. Oh, my gosh, we're going to do this. And there's no engagement. You get what you say. You've got to catch yourself. You've got to catch yourself. You've got to catch yourself by the scruff of your ne- neck and say, wake up for a minute. What am I speaking? What am I saying? And you've got to lead with your words. You've got to lead with your words. And I know there are women here and you come in and you're disappointed about things and you think you can't. You're, you're a victim of circumstance or you feel like you're powerless. That is not true. You build your life with your words. You build your home with your words. You build your children up with your words. You You speak wisdom in there. Let me give you an example. When my daughter, Christine here, she's here and I'm so proud of her. I am really proud of her. She's amazing. When she was three years old, I went to take her shopping. And um, I wanted to buy her a dress. Now, this was the first time I had ever experienced anything like this. So we're going to a shopping centre and there's all these dresses and clothes and everything like that. And I go up and I see this dress that I really, really liked, you know. And I said, Christine, what's like that? What do you think about this dress? You know, she's three years old. She looks at it and goes, oh, yuck. Like, no. And then she turns around, she goes over and she sees something. And it was, you know, something I would never have chosen, okay? And I had this moment where the Lord spoke to me. And he says, you need, you need to raise her to be who she is in me, not what you are. So you have to find the blueprint from heaven for her. And stop trying to conform her into your image. You're not conforming your children into your image. You're not using your children because they have got a a purpose and a destiny from heaven. You've got to download that from heaven. And then you speak it over them and you speak it. And the Lord spoke to me and says, she is not you. She is who she is. And do you know, in her later years, she became um, a HR manager of a fashion company in the... 20 million, she ran it. So you want to know about fashion, you talk to her. Don't talk to me about fashion. Don't go shopping with me, right? You go shopping with an expert, right? But I'm sitting looking at a three-year-old thinking, do I make her like me or do I find out who she is? Because it's already in her. The seed of her destiny is in there. Her seed is in her. I'm not trying to make her like me. I'm trying to discover what God has put in there. The Bible says you were born by the will of God. You were not born by the will of man. So God, yes, use the woman, yes. So the seed can come through, but it's she was created in God's mind, God's purpose. So our job as parents is to engage and to understand when God gives you a child, That child comes with an assignment. That child is to serve his generation. That child has a destiny. And you can become so blasé and quesarasara, whatever will be, will be, disengage from it. Think, no, it's about dishes and, and that. No, it is about their 
calling and their destiny for them to fulfill it, but also for you to fulfill your own. You need to understand that. You have, they, these children have, have a destiny. And on your tongue, mums and dads, on your tongue are laws. It says there, it says that the law of kindness. The word there, kindness, means, let me, in, in, let me give you a demonstration. The law of kindness is, hi, Christine. It's the bowing of the neck. It means I understand that there's royalty in you and I'm coming here to serve the Lord in raising you. That's what kindness means. It is not a superior. I know everything and you know nothing. I'm going to teach you because she is sprouting through to fulfill her destiny. So as a mother, I come and what do I do? I bow because I'm raising a child of the king. For the, house of the, for the house of the king. How do we see our children? Oh, what a nuisance, you know. Now no more sleepings, you know. <laughs> what do we see? You're messing and all of that. No, no, no. If the barn is empty, there's no life. So our reframing it, when you're looking at your children, you need to understand that you're looking at God's destiny, God's purpose, and you are, you are charged with discovering that and letting them become who they are. In doing it, when you lay down your life for someone else, you find your life. When you lay down your, your, your quest to, to get everything for yourself and you start to deny yourself and say, Father, whatever you've given in my hand, I will do it, you begin to unlock the very gift in your own life. You unlock something. The law of kindness. The law means we need, to, we need to teach the next generation, not by lording over, but by serving, but by giving, that we start to understand who it is. We need the wisdom of God. There it is. It was there. I love it. Did you read it? Great. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom. There's a lot of stuff going around. But if you establish your life on man's wisdom, your house will fall down. It is not hasn't got the capacity to stand up. But by trusting his mighty power... However, there is a wisdom that is continually speaking um, of when we are among spiritual mature. It's wisdom that didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come from rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned. You know, God intends for our faith to be established by his mighty power and his wisdom, his ability and his skill. We receive heavenly wisdom that establishes us. This wisdom is intelligence, understanding and good judgment. God's truth is the source of understanding and wisdom. It shines and illuminates our path. The Word of God says His wisdom will show us. So don't sit in a place in your home and think that there are no answers. There are many answers, but position yourself to hear the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. 
The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Isaiah 51, verse 16. Let's go to that one. Listen to this. I was so encouraged this week. Pastor Ted sends out these text messages. Anybody are reading them? You're reading the text messages. This is what he was saying this week. He said, um, in Isaiah, I have put my words in your mouth. <laughs> right there. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand to establish the heavens and, the, and found the earth. And to say to Zion, you are my people. God has put his word in your mouth. And you need to speak that. And this quote that he put with that message in the next slide. His word is powerful. His word is healing. His word is provision. His word is love. His word is favor. There is no limit to what his word does. The good news is that we don't have to develop, invent, use mental effort or our own abilities to create the word He is the word and he has put that word on your mouth. So when you're building, you have access to the brilliance and the intelligence of heaven. You have this living word, God breathing, God speaking. God is his word and he sent Jesus, this life-giving word, this God nature, this faith nature. Jesus came and you know the word of God says in Jeremiah that He's watching over his word. So as you're receiving the word, as you hear the word, he's watching over it to to make it perform in your life, to work things out in your life, to remove and uproot things that have been there in your mind and in your generations, to bring you into a place where you will see breakthrough. Luke 1.47 says, No word of God is void of power. And if you remain in me, Jesus says, and my word remains in you, then you will ask whatever you want, and the word of God will give birth to it. The word of God in you. The word of God. This is how we access. How do we access this power to build through wisdom? How do we access it? How do we access it? Let's go to the next scripture. To access it, listen to this, you must be born again of the Spirit of God to access it. When you are born again by the Spirit of God, your very nature changes. When you receive Jesus, there is something that happens to you. Listen to 1 Peter 1.23, for, for through the eternal and living Word of God, you have been born again. And this seed that he has planted within you can never be destroyed. I just want you to think about this. You know, you're not, you don't just, you just don't go to church, all right? You don't just go to church. When you are born again and you are born into the things of God, his incorruptible seed now is in you, right? You're born of incorruptible seed. Just let that sit down because to enter into the kingdom, you must be born again. That means that the nature that you used to live under, the nature you have been, you have now died to it and you have been born again. Jesus said you must be born not just of water, the first birth, but now by the Spirit. 
to enter into all that God has, you need to understand what happened to you. How many here have been born again? Just put your hand up. Give me a wave, right? You are super amazing, incredible God people. I don't even know if you grasp hold of what happened to you that you became a brand new creature. You got a new nature. You got a new nature. And it is incorruptible and indestructible. It's incorruptible and indestructible. It's indestructible. Listen to this. It can never be destroyed. It will live forever and grow inside of you forever. For human beings are frail and temporary. Like grass, the glory of man is fleeting like the blossoms in the field. The grass dies and withers and the flowers fall off. And the, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And where is that word? The word is in you. So you used to live in a mindset that things are going to be lost. Things are going to go. Things are going to corrupt. If I don't fix it up, nobody will. If I, if I don't do this, how, how, what about my future? What about the money? What about the house? Everything was fleeting. You're grasping for things that are dying, that are withering. And now God comes and you give your life to Jesus and you pass from death to life. And now you are eternal and Everything about you is eternal. Everything about you is incorruptible. Everything about your spirit is perfect. You are now on a, new, a completely different plane, playing field. You are now superhuman. You are not failing. You are not withering. You are not dying. You are not going to destruction. You are indestructible. You are indestructible. You are, you're, what's inside of you and who you are is incorruptible. That means every temptation that you face doesn't match to what you are. It has nothing on you. Listen to me. I need you to listen to me. Because so many of you, and me included, have walked in under condemnation, underneath all of the baggage of your past, but it is no longer who you are. You are now a born again creature who has access to eternal, incorruptible, indestructible power. You cannot die. You already did in Christ. You already died. Every hang up, every problem, every temptation is nothing on you now because of your access and because of who you are now. It is so powerful. You've got to start to see yourself, not what you were, but who you are. You are not a flower in a field. You are not dying. You are now living an incorruptible, indestructible, and every single temptation, Everything the devil comes with, like that's nothing. Like seriously, because I, that old nature is no longer in me. That nature now is not part of me. That you sit there with the power of God in your circumstance and you don't draw on it. You're not pulling on the word. 
You sit there with your financial situation. You sit there with your relationship situations and you're not drawing on it. Why are you not drawing on it? Why are you not grabbing that word, that word of life and do something with it? You have access to it and it's got dust all over it. It's got, you've got access to God and you're not doing anything with it and you're trying to face it with your old mindset that is corroding down, lifeless, disconnected to God. It cannot know God. The Bible says that the natural man, it is impossible for him to know the things of God. You cannot educate the old man. You cannot educate the flesh. You cannot educate your five senses. They don't know God. You are a supernatural person. You are now incorruptible. And that is what you need now to understand who you are. You are incorruptible. And that word was announced to you. Jesus is the word. Jesus came. God sent Jesus and he announced to you, you want to move from death to life? Then this is the way. And it will affect every single part of your life. Listen to Romans 10. Listen to Romans 10, verse 9 to 11. And what is and what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message we preach. We do not have any other message. I don't know. If you come to church thinking you're going to get another message, there's only one message. The message is Jesus Christ. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, listen, if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him and receives the gift of righteousness of God and then the mouth confesses resulting in salvation. This is so amazing that you with your mouth can take your life from the death into life with your mouth. And now you live your life with your mouth. Now you live with your confession. Now you, you're living this life now with your confession, with what is true. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be rescued and experience new, new life. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus because you're walking in darkness and you need to receive what he has done. And that's it. There is power in that confession, in that one confession. You know, as believers, as believers, we think about confession. And some of us are still going, dear Jesus, I'm a, I'm a sinner. Save me, please. I just want to highlight four confessions. The first confession is, John the Baptist came and said, you have to repent and you have to be baptized. That, that was, to, um, and, and there was a remission of sin. That was the, the confession there was the acknowledgement that we are sinners. That was the first confession. The second one is the confession of, of a believer, of a, of a typical sinner coming into the um, relationship with Jesus. Romans 9, 10, what we read, if we confess with the with the mouth that the Lord, Je- the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, the Bible says that we will be saved. So there's two confessions. You need to, you need to be um, baptized. Okay, this is John. But the second one is, if you believe in your heart the Lord is, Jesus is Lord, then through that confession you enter into new birth. Now that you're in the new birth, 
you're sitting there, there's a new confession. And that is the confession that if I break fellowship through my sin or disobedience, I have an advocate immediately with the Father. And I have the blood of Jesus cleanses us. So in 1 John, it talks about that I have immediate access. But I am on this side of grace. I am on this side. I have access, but if I break fellowship, I can confess my sins, my faults. And he, he's so quick. He's so immediately, he's immediately there to cleanse us, to forgive us, and then take whatever it is and throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. He's that fast because his intimacy with you is his number one priority. He's so fast. This is... If we miss the mark, guess what? If we're here and we miss the mark, Jesus is right there. Now, 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 now. Come on, let's, let's go. We've got, we've got stuff to do. It's, it's quite powerful. Quite powerful. The fourth confession. And this is where I just want to remind you the confession, the word confession there is homoligo. It means the same word. It means speaking the word. So now as a believer, I come in and now my confession is to speak the word. Exactly what Jesus says, exactly over my circumstances. Why? I just, I, this is so powerful. I'm going to give you a real key. I'm nearly finished. Adam and Eve were created in the likeness and the image of God. Genesis 1.26 he intended them to operate just the way he did. And God has never said anything untruthful. God has never lied. God cannot lie. It's impossible. When he speaks, something is. Something is so. But we're created in his image. We now become born again and we come into him. And guess what? What you say matters because you create what you say. But listen to this. God cannot lie. That means you cannot lie. Your new creature, your new spirit cannot lie. Because you're born of incorruptible seed. So what's lying? Your soul is lying. Your old nature is trying to speak. Your unregenerated mind is speaking to corrupt what you're building. God cannot lie. But when our confession, our homoligo is the word, the same word, we now come into agreement with what God says. What is God saying about your situation? Don't try and sort it out. Go to the word and then confess and speak the word and say the word and speak the word. And say the word. Declare the word over your circumstance. Declare the word in your house. Declare the word. You might not see it, but now's the time for you to say it. You say what, where you're going. You speak what, you're, what God's word says. You bring everything into alignment. You, in your old nature, you said whatever you felt. And you fell off the cliff. How many times did you break relationship? How many times did you break your promises? But now with the infilling, incorruptible word that's in you, you can begin to see and everything in your life will begin to change. Everything in your life will change. Allowing God's word will transform you. Listen to Romans 12, 1. As we, as we finish, 
I just want you to sit on this because this is your breakthrough. If you understand how spirituals work, this is the key. Romans 1.12 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and I beg you, I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God that you make a decisive decision in your bodies to present all your members and your faculties, your mind as well as your will and your emotions as a living sacrifice, wholly devoted, consecrated and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent. You want to be intelligent? Get yourself on the altar. You want to be an intelligent person? Get yourself on the altar. You want to be clever? An intelligent thing for you to do is surrender to the living God and say, you know better. That's, that's highly intelligent. I just think that. Highly intelligent. Present it. Devote yourself. Consecrate yourself to, to, to God, which is your spiritual worship. You want to be a true worshipper? Lay it down. Be a true worshipper. Say, God, you, you're it. Lay down. Stop trying to run your life into the ground. Stop trying to run it like you know something. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves. Who are you proving it for? You. It really works. Who are you proving it for? God is real. His Word is real. Prove for yourselves what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable. I want to tell you that it is time for us to allow the power to work in us through the Word of God by us declaring, saying the same thing. Let's move from a confession of sin and being focused on that because you are no longer a sinner. If you've come and you've received Jesus, you believe on Jesus, new birth has begun. You instantaneously are transferred into the kingdom of God. Now you start to confess a faith confession, a word confession, a confession of Jesus and who He is. He's transmitting it. And this is the renovation. Romans 12 is He's fully getting rid of the old plumbing and the old work and the old ways that you used to do things. He's getting rid of it all so that you can walk in new things over your life and your marriage, your family. God has breakthroughs. But you know what stops it? When we still talk like the old man, we're still cursing our lives, still cursing our relationships, still cursing our finances, still cursing everything. He's trying to get the blessing to you. There's no one standing in between you and God except your mouth. Except what you're believing, what is in your mouth is what is stopping the blessing. But if you come in and you speak like God, your confession, you come right in and your profession of faith is, God is well able. I am healed. I have my provision. God supplies all my need. I am, I am blessed. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm favoured. Get every single, every single one of the promises and declare it and speak it over your life. And so I'm not saying the old because I'm new. 
and you will see it over your family, over your children. Speak destiny over your children. Speak destiny over your marriage. Speak destiny over your family, over your finances, over your breakthrough, over your healing. Speak what God says. And it will. Church, it will. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And the entrance port is being born again. And when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you receive Him, you are instantaneously transferred into His kingdom. Why don't we stand together as I I just close. Thank you for your time. I've gone a few minutes over. But I just wanted just to seed that into your heart, that, that, that breakthrough. Don't talk yourself out of your breakthrough. Don't talk yourself out of your healing. Don't, don't talk always in hope. Faith is now. Listen to me. One day, one day Jesus will do that. One, one day I'm going to get a breakthrough. One day this is going to happen. That is all hope. But Jesus said that you're living in a now kingdom and faith is now. Faith works now. So today, God's going to touch you and God's going to give you a revelation about what you're speaking and saying over your life because some of us here dragging the old man in, dragging the old thinking in, dragging stuff in, and it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good. We need to start to say, Lord, Your Word is truth. You cannot lie. And so I need to come in agreement I don't want any lies coming out of my mouth. I want, I want to come in complete agreement with His Word. You're right, church? Am I talking to anybody here? Am I talking to anyone? It's just really good. I just, I just see it. I see when I was here in worship, I just see that there's breakthrough, but it's like you need to understand the principles of how it works. And when you get it, it just unlocks it. Don't say words out of your mouth that are not in here. That are not in here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's just pray. There might be, you might be here today and you don't know Jesus and you've not received Him as your personal Savior. And you can do that right now. That's you right now. And you say, you know, I, I know that Jesus is Lord and I want to receive Him right now. As my Lord and Saviour, just raise your hand while every eye is closed. Just raise your hand right now. If that's you, you you say, yep, Jesus, come into my heart right now. Yes, 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 right now. It's going from death into life. Father, I thank You that You said we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord that we shall be saved. And Father, for everyone here, Lord, I thank You for that confession. I thank You that You give us new birth. And Lord, right now, I ask for a touch of Your Holy Spirit upon every person. Father, for those that have been under the pressures, the pressures and the circumstances, and they're looking for answers, Lord, I ask, Lord, You'll show them that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the Word that we speak. He is the Word in our mouth. Jesus put His Word so we can declare it, so we can have what He said we can have. You've made the provision. We are in an unstoppable kingdom. We are in an unstoppable um, victory. We have everything that we need 
pertaining to life and godliness. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Amen.